Greetings Earthlings, today I'm back with a review of another brand new broadcast dynamic microphone. That microphone being the 512 Audio Limelight Dynamic Broadcast Microphone. If you are interested in this microphone, it will cost around $200. Like always, I will throw some links down below. And in the sake of full disclosure, I do need to let you know that 512 Audio did send me this microphone free of charge for the sake of making this review. With that being said, for this review, the microphone will be connected directly to the Focusrite 18i 22nd Gen 24-bit 48kHz. My gain is set at around 4 o'clock, and I will not do any kind of post-processing, but I may have to boost it a little bit in post, so check the doobly-doo to see what I diddly did. And now let's talk about what comes in the box. Of course, you are going to get the microphone. You will get the microphone mount, as well as a 5 8 to 3 8 inch microphone stand adapter. You'll get a zippered storage pouch, and a little bit of documentation. Then as far as the build quality, it's alright, but it's definitely not great. It does have an all-metal body, but it feels like thin or cheap metal, and it feels rather resonant. It's not a great feeling metal. It also has a metal mesh grill, which has a touch of give to it, but it's nothing to be concerned with. And then the rear of the microphone, you'll find an XLR port, and also a 100Hz high-pass filter switch, in case you want to engage that. And if manufacturing location matters to you, this microphone is designed in Austin, but made in China. Then as far as the specs, this microphone has a hypercardioid polar pattern, a frequency response of 50 Hz to 15 kHz, a sensitivity of around negative 54 dB, a max SPL of 138 dB, and an impedance of 600 ohms. Now I'm spinning around the limelight to 90 degrees so you can hear the off-axis rejection and coloration. We'll continue around to 180 degrees. Here's what the rear of the microphone sounds like. Then continuing around to the second 90 degree angle. There you go. And then rotating and ending at the front of the mic. Now let's see how well this microphone does at rejecting plosives. Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. Now I am right on top of the microphone to demonstrate the proximity effect on this thing. Now I'm about three inches away with the mic pointed at the corner of my mouth and here is how it's sounding. About six inches away from the microphone. Here it is, one foot away from the microphone, two feet away from the microphone, and now we're about four feet away from the microphone. Now I am typing on a keyboard with Gatoron Blue switches to see how much of my voice versus how much of the keyboard it picks up. And I am now typing on the sad W keys in honor of all the elite gaming folk out there. Here is how the microphone sounds in a well-treated room. And here is how the microphone sounds in a completely untreated room. Now to see how well the provided mount isolates the microphone from shocks, I will go ahead and tap on my desk to see how much of that noise it can reject. And then I will tap on the boom arm. Next, because I want all of you to hate me, I'm going to tap on the microphone's body to see if there are any kind of resonant frequencies.
And up until now, I have not had the low cut filter on the microphone engaged, so you should have a good feeling for how it sounds. I will get a little bit closer to engage that proximity effect. And now let me switch on the filter so you can hear what it does. And now I have that low cut switch engaged, which is a 100 hertz high pass filter at 12 dB per octave. And if you listen to it, you can really hear the low end of my voice just disappear. It really cleans up a lot of that low end rumble. The bumps of the desk are pretty much gone. P -p -p cleans up a lot of the plosives, but it does start to affect the tone of my voice. Now, like always, we're going to do a quick spoken word comparison between the microphone that we're reviewing and a bunch of other microphones that are available so we can see how it stacks up and how it compares against the competition. Like always, we'll start on the mic we're reviewing. This is the Limelight. It is in neutral mode, three inches off, gain at four o'clock, and here's how it sounds. Let's jump to the first mic. First up, we are on one of the most popular microphones of all time, the Shure SM58, $100. This is a handheld dynamic microphone. I am three inches off, gain still at four o'clock. Check the lower third to see how much I boost it, and there you go. Let's jump back to the 512 audio and do more tests. Back again on the limelight, here is how it sounds. Just a quick interstitial, is that the right word? Quick intermission, let's go to the next microphone. Next, we are on another relatively new broadcasty dynamic microphone. This is the Audio-Technica AT2040, hypercardioid dynamic microphone, obviously. $100 if I didn't mention that. Three inches off, gain still at four o'clock, and there you go. Audio-Technica's offering half the price of the Limelight. Let's jump back and do more comparisons. All right, here's how the Limelight sounds again. Three inches off, nothing else has changed. Let's jump to another comparison. Now we are on the SE Electronics SEV7, $100 super cardioid handheld dynamic microphone, three inches off, gain at four o'clock, and here is how it sounds. Much less bass compared to all of these other microphones, but there you go. SEV7, let's do more tests. Here we are again on the limelight, in case you were not expecting that. Just a quick vocal sample so you can hear it. Let's jump to the next one. Now we are on the Rode PodMic, another relatively newish broadcasty dynamic microphone, three inches off, gain at four o'clock. If I didn't mention, this is another $100 microphone. The $100 area is quite full. $200, not so much, but Rode PodMic, half the price. How does it sound? Let's jump back to the limelight because we have more to compare it against. This is comparison number five. This is the Limelight, three inches off, gain at four o'clock, and here is how it sounds. Let's jump to another one. And here we are on another offering from Rode. This is the Procaster, which is $230, if I remember correctly. Three inches off, gain still at four o'clock. Check the lower third to see how much I boost each of these in post, and there you go. $30 more than the Limelight. Does it sound $30 better? Let me know in the comments, and let's do more comparisons. I bet you wouldn't have guessed it, but we are on the limelight again. Here is how it sounds. Just listen to it, get a feel for it, and let's jump to another microphone. Now we are on the Heil PR40, which goes for about $330 to $350. When I was selecting the mics to compare the limelight against, I realized we have not used this in a while and figured... Let's grab it, let's compare it, let's see how it sounds. 
here you go. I don't know what else I need to say. I think I said everything I need to say. Three inches off, gain it the same amount. Let's go to the next one. Limelight, I hardly knew her. Am I right? Here's how the limelight sounds. I don't know what that means. I'm three inches off. Nothing has changed. Everything is the exact same, except I'm dumber. I'm dumber in between every single one. Let's jump to the next microphone. Now we are on the Shure SM7B, one of the most popular microphones right now. That is for sure. I am three inches off. My gain has been increased to 100%. This costs $400. And there you go. Neutral mode, no high pass, no presence boost. SM7B. Let's jump to the next microphone. Okay, here we are on the limelight again. I don't know how many more comparisons we have, but here you go. This is the limelight. Let's jump to another microphone so you can hear the context of where this microphone exists. Next, we are on another incredibly popular microphone that is growing in popularity, the Electrovoice RE20, $450, three inches off, gain back at four o'clock, and here is how this sounds. I do not have the high-pass filter engaged. Let's jump to another one. Electrovoice RE20, 450 versus 200. Next microphone. Limelight again. Would you have guessed it? You should have. This is how the microphone that we are reviewing sounds like in the neutral mode, no low-cut filter engaged. And there you go. Let's do another comparison. Now we are on a bit of an odd duck microphone. This is the Bayer Dynamic M160. I am three inches off. I increased my gain to 100%. This costs $700 if I am not mistaken, but this is a ribbon microphone. I grabbed this because the limelight, very ribbonish tone to it. It has a very mid for low mid forward sound to it. And I figured, Let's go ahead and compare it to another low mid forward type of microphone, a ribbon mic. There you go. Buy your Dynamic M160, $700 versus $200. Let's jump back and do another comparison. And if I am not mistaken, this is the final comparison we are doing. Y'all know what it's going to be, so let's just go ahead and jump to it. This was very quickly the limelight. Let's jump to the last mic. And lastly, we are on the microphone that you all knew was coming, the Neumann U87AI. This is not a real comparison. This is a multi-pattern condenser microphone that is $3,600. Not really in the running if you're looking at the limelight. But this gives a constant between all of the reviews that I do, all of the comparisons that I do, and it's funny. It's really funny to me, at least. I know one person out there is still giggling about the fact that I include this in every review. I do, too. There you go. Those are the... Com oh, I decreased my gain to 11 o'clock. Phantom power on, three inches off. There you go. Let me know which of these microphones you liked the best in the comments down below. And now let us jump to the music test. <laughs>
I'll admit I've got nothing to sing about So I'll remove my brain and shove it in the ground And bury it just one more time Because I've lost my mind It's true. My mind has slowly been just drifting away like a bee on the breeze. That's not even a saying. My mind is so gone I'm making up my own sayings, and I don't know what I'm talking about, so let's go to the conclusion. Okay, this is quite a different sounding dynamic microphone, and I am sure that there are going to be plenty of people that dislike it, but I find myself kind of enjoying it. And first up, in terms of pros, the first thing for me is the relatively smooth sound profile to it, which I always find quite pleasing. Also, I found that it did a pretty good job at background noise rejection as well as room rejection. But then as far as cons, the microphone and the mount did an absolutely abysmal job at shock rejection. You can hear if I just tap lightly on my desk, and definitely if I tap on the boom arm. That is a serious problem. Also, the body or the metal used on the body is quite resonant. You can hear if you rub the microphone, it ends up ringing. That is another big problem. I also found the mounting system to be difficult to work with. It is friction fit and on the inside you have rubber, which grips the microphone a bit too well. And when you're trying to remove it, even if you loosen it all the way, you have to rotate it and it's squeaky and it's just quite a pain to work with, especially if you're just trying to access the high pass filter. And lastly, this is more of a side note, I'm not quite sure what all the vents on the side of this microphone are for. It looks as though they're trying to emulate the Electro Voice microphones, but the vents on the Electro Voice microphones are there to limit the amount of proximity effect. But if you get close to this microphone, it exhibits quite a dominant and heavy proximity effect. So I'm not quite sure what those vents are for, if they are in fact functional, or if they are just trying to look like the Electro Voice mics. Then as far as my overall thoughts and opinions of this microphone, on the electric guitar, it's alright, but not great. You do end up with quite a dominant low midsection, it sounds very ribbony in that respect. Then you get a very mid-forward sound as well, and the top end is relatively smooth, which I did enjoy on the upper register of the guitar, but you do still capture a touch of sizzle there, and it's definitely workable. Wouldn't be my first pick, though. Then on the acoustic guitar, I was not a fan of this thing at all. It seems to roll off way too much of the air frequencies, and on the acoustic guitar, it leads to it sounding dead and dull, and mix that with the more mid-forward sound, very unpleasing in my opinion. Then for singing, again, I wasn't too keen on it for that application. I think the low mids get to be a bit too much here. On my voice, I do not have a lot of low end to it, and I still found the low end and the low mids to be a bit too dominant and a bit too distracting. So for singing, again, wouldn't be something that I reach for. And lastly, for spoken word, I think the mic offers somewhat of a ribbony sound to it. What I mean by that is it has a mid-forward sound, but it is very dominant in the lows and low mids, and the top end seems to be at least overpowered, if not smooth and a bit attenuated in the treble and air. 
all around, if you like ribbon sounds, you're going to like this. If you don't like ribbon sounds, chances are you're going to be quite turned off by it. And to wrap up, would I recommend the 512 Audio Limelight? I'm going to cop out like I do all the time and say both yes and no. And let's start with a no. If you're looking for a condenser sounding microphone, no, I wouldn't recommend it. If you are looking for a hyper detailed dynamic microphone, no, I wouldn't recommend it. Also, if you are really aggressive with your keyboard and your mouse and you're tapping on your desk a lot or clicking on your boom arm, I would not recommend it because of those shock issues. But then as far as who I would recommend it for, it's going to be for people who do prefer that ribbony sound, that very dominant low and low midsection with the smooth and sweet top end, but they don't want to be concerned with damaging the ribbon during a live stream. I know that's quite a niche audience, but I think that's really who this is going to work for. All right, I think that's going to wrap up for today, but I would love to hear from you in the comments down below. Do you like the 512 Audio Limelight? Of all the mics that I compared it against, which was your favorite? Let me know in the comments down below. If you found this video fun, interesting, or helpful, go ahead and give me a thumbs up. If you hated it, big old thumbs down. If you want more videos, you can subscribe. And if you want to support the channel, you can be one of these amazing people over here. You can be one of them by joining at $5 or more or down below join button or patreon.com slash podcastage. They really do help me continue to bring you these videos. I love them and I love you. I will talk to you all on a later date. <laughs>